0: This is Phil Parrish from The Legends of DC, Nuff Said, and Before the Bad Podcast. And when I'm not talking all things DC and Marvel Comics, I'm listening to Set Lusting Bruce with Springsteen superfan Jesse Jackson. Shit. Sure. To a new episode of Set Listing Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. And today we are going on a B side episode where we talk about artists and people's musical journeys outside the Springsteen train. And today I have the distinct honor of having one of my um, longest. Friends, I won't say oldest friends because I won't uh, put either <laughs> one of our age, but uh, right. way back in the 70s when I was going to Sam Houston High School in Moss Bluff, Louisiana, my guest Sarah was one of my friends, one of my first crushes. She was editor of my high school newspaper and just an all-around great friend, and I am so thrilled Sarah agreed to be with me. How you doing, Sarah?
1: I'm doing great. You know, most folks in this town now know me as Nikki, because yes. that's the name they gave me when I got on the radio. But Sarah works just fine too.
0: <laughs> well, you know, and it's funny. Um, I will be. I will admit, when we connected on Facebook, I didn't connect the dots until um, a few months ago. You posted a picture of us at Mr. Cormier's class. And I Wasn't went, that cool? That was so cool. And to see so many of our friends back in the day, and uh, all of a sudden I went, wait a minute, Nikki, Sarah. So uh, <laughs> that's – and so it made me want to have you on the show even more. So Yeah, well,
1: Facebook outed me and, and made me put my real name on there now. So now everybody knows all my names, well, most of them anyway.
0: <laughs> well, what I thought was funny is I was talking to my sister Rita. Mm-hmm. and she um you know graduated in high san sausen so 5 years after us but she talked she always says oh is that Jesse sarah on the radio <laughs> oh. <laughs> and i i said how funny um that is so great um, it is uh, i i remember
1: going out on a double date with your sister and her boyfriend cuz he had a cobra mustang
0: yes absolutely ah the 70s (laughs) ah the 70s indeed well i part of the reason why i loved the idea of having you on the show is that you and i share the same roots i usually start my interview talking about what kind of music the family listened to and what you listened to in high school and um i i'm Sarah, it's funny because I will talk to people and they go, "Oh, you know, I, I you know I was listening to pretty much classic, you know um, and they'll start talking about stuff in the 90s or even the late 80s right. and I'm like, uh, yeah, that's classic. Wow, I do feel old.
1: Yes, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, the 70s music to me is classic rock, but to a lot of my listeners, they they listen to the newer stuff because, you know, well, we're getting on up there. But yeah, the 70s, what did we have? We had K-L-O-U-A-M. It was a huge giant of a radio station. It played all the top rock and roll songs. Plus, a few top 40 hits mixed in, and that's what I cut my teeth on. I had that radio in my ear every minute of the day.
0: I I did too. And, you know, and so were you, I was an AM guy. Um, I did not listen to much of the FM stations like some of our friends did, Um, partly because, like I said, well, I didn't know the songs. You couldn't sing along. And I can never, I can remember Carolyn. Uh, saying once, well, that's the whole point of listening to the FM that you don't sing along. And I was like, oh, well, then I have no interest in that.
1: You know, I, it's funny. I was out at uh, Bowl for Kids' Sake here in town for Big Brothers Big Sisters, and I ran into another one of our classmates, uh, Connie LeBlanc. Yes. And she remembered when Mr. Jeff Cormier kind of exposed us all to FM for the first time. That We were all AM lovers. I mean, KLOU had the ratings through the roof. Everybody listened to it, oh, and yeah. he was like, no, y'all need to try this FM. No static, man. No st-. And we all kind of found out about it then, but it took a while before you know the stations came around that we would be comfortable listening to. But yeah, I, those were the days, man, the big changes.
0: Oh, it was, and, you know, American Top 40 on Sundays when you came home from church and, and listened hey, to Casey, hey. Casey of Oh, you know, um, and the uh, – and, you know, we t- cut our teeth on that diverse um, music mix of, you know, whatever really? was Top 40, and, and, you know, and we loved it.
1: Right. I mean, you would hear Donny Osmond, Perry Como – and uh, something like Steppenwolf, all on the same channel. Right. Back in those days, and now that corporates have taken over radio and quote unquote diversified everything, you'll have one station for this kind of music and one station for that kind of music, and one, you know, and it's all very separated. I, my opinion on that has changed a lot now that I work in it because, you know, diversified that comes from that word divide. Yeah. And now, when we were in school, we all listened to the same music. Now, all the kids in a, in a senior class, some of them will listen to urban, some of them will listen to country, some of them will listen to pop, some of them... And they are all listening to different radio stations, having different experiences. Whereas we were fortunate, we all were in that same zone at the same time.
0: We, You know, Sarah, we really did have that soundtrack of our lives. and um, And while... We were, I mean, we certainly, it was um, kind of music of the masses, and, and, you know, everything from, you know, like you said, Foreigner to Barry Manilow to Earth, Wind, and Fire to, I mean, there's just a little bit of everything you could hear. Right. Um, what, now, you were always interested. I mean, I know when you started college, you know, Radio and TV, good at McNeese State University, and and you always, like I said, you were uh, involved in the, you know, our high school paper, and you were editor. What, what decide, what can you remember why you decided to get in this kind of business?
1: Well, you know, I did lots of odd jobs, and I was, it's a true story. I was working for Federal Express, delivering packages to KPLC TV stations. And the young lady that I was delivering packages to said, Hey, I'm quitting this job. How would you like to come work on my end and ship these films out for the T V station? I thought, Well, okay, that sounds fun. I wouldn't be on the road all day and so I, I got the job at the radio at the T V station. Well once I was there briefly they started listening and they went, Wait, we need your voice and so they started having me cut all of their promos and public service announcements, you know, Boy Scout Troop Number 13 is having a garage sale this weekend and that kind of stuff. So they had all of that playing all day on the TV here in Lake Charles with my voice. So you couldn't get away from me. Every time something <laughs> played on the TV, it was my voice. And so that, was, that went on, and, and uh, I left television, and I moved to the 210 Beach and became the Beach Keeper. And I lived out there on the water in my little trailer, and I would call the guy on the rock station that finally came to town, and I'd say, play me some ZZ Top. Play me some Tom Petty. I'm going to get on the Wave Runner. Play me some rock. And he would laugh at me, and one day he said, why don't you come play it yourself? So (laughs) I got dressed, and I went to the radio station, and I got hired that day to do middays, and I'd never been on the radio before, but they knew my voice. From, wow. you know, out, off the TV and everything. And so they said, okay, we'll, we'll try you out part time, see what you can do. Next thing you knew, I was in it. I was the music director. I was the assistant program director, and I've been in broadcasting ever since.
0: So um, what – what radio station are you working on now? Give, give let's give a promo out. Let's give a shout out for you. Oh uh, yeah,
1: now now I am on KKGB FM. It's it's Rock 101, and of course we stream online at KKGB.com, so you can check out the kind of music that we play.
0: We also have a free app. <laughs> right, well, isn't that funny? The you know Jesse and Sarah listening to Bread eight tracks. Or, uh, you know, had no idea. Stream? Isn't that where we go fishing?
1: Right, right. It's it's also insane. Technology has taken over. I, you know, didn't start in radio right out of high school, so I missed the. I I wasn't in it when they were actually playing the vinyl. When I got in it, we had already moved up to CDs and these things that are carts that look kind of like eight tracks. Yes. And so that's what I cut my teeth on. And now we don't even have any of that, we just have a computer. And we, you know, when we can when we get the computer to stop, we can talk. Yeah, <laughs> It's completely different. It used to be a very active job. Now it's, the computer does all the work for us, most like a lot of people's jobs I assume.
0: Yeah. But uh, I'm
1: just happy to be back on Rock 101 because I, I started my radio career there, and then as all radio people do, you bounce about between the radio stations until finally you land up and stick. And I, I did – I was on several other stations here in town, including Kix 96, the country station. And I did a 14-year stint on that, and that was so hard on me because, man, I don't like country music. That was my daddy's music, you know? (laughs) 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 So finally getting to move back down this down the hall to the classic rock station has just made my life so much happier.
0: Um, Where – you know, growing up in the way we did – um, do you think that's one of the reasons why you were open to Tom Petty's Easy Top and then, you know, uh, R.E.M., which we just, you know, name dropping. You just ended up talking to right. them right before we visited and then on to, you know, Springsteen and Pearl Jam and, you know, and just, you know, how diverse is your catalog now of your personal likes and what you play on the radio?
1: Oh, now personally I you know I yes I do love any and everything classic rock you right. know sixties, seventies. I love a lot of the eighties stuff, even some of the nineties stuff sure. that you know, if it's really rock and if it's made by musicians who are actually making music. I don't care for the pop trend of auto tune can turn anybody into a a number one Singer or whatever. Right. Because, you know, there's no talent there. Uh, 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 computer, again, computers taking over the jobs. I love real music. So, live, I'll see anybody live. I'll go, right. I've, I've seen Willie, Willie Nelson and Brooks and Dunn on the countryside. I mean, I've met tons of country artists, I've met tons of, of uh, rock artists, and anything live is fun. Zydeco is fun live, but I'm not going to play it in my house.
2: You know, right. while I'm
1: cleaning, I'll, I'll keep it to the classic rock, or maybe turn on a little reggae because that's fun to clean house too.
0: Sure, that's uh, yeah. I
1: love, I just love music.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I do agree that almost any live set is just it. it there's so much energy, and especially if they love what they're doing, um, you know, and it comes across on stage when they're not just going through the motions. Exactly. Um, yeah. Is there any? Um, Kind of special memories or songs that that's kind of stuck out in your career? Could that has now reached a pretty long time?
1: It has been, you know, like I said. Well, the first thing was the the Bruce song, which was the first song I ever played. Um, I was excited to be able to uh, bring a new artist in to Lake Charles. Uh, for the first time, and that was back in the the 90s um, when I was first on Rock 101. We were only playing classic music, and then this young man out of Shreveport picked up a guitar and started wailing on it, and his name was Kenny Wayne Shepherd.
0: Oh, how Uh, funny. And
1: blues kid extraordinaire. He was 17. I was driving up to Arkansas, and I heard Deja Voodoo, his first hit. I heard it in Shreveport. Then I heard it in Hope. Then I heard it in Little Rock. Then I heard it in Jonesboro. I bought the CD by the time I got to Jonesboro. <laughs> and then I came yeah. back down to Lake Charles, gave it to the boss and said, just listen to this. We started playing newer music along with the rock music then because he was so good. And we brought him down to contraband days and, and uh, had him in concert on the, on the little hill there in the amphitheater at the Civic Center. Sure. And it was a smash hit. And you know, it's just uh, that was really that was something I felt really good about introducing this town to something new and having them fall in love with it.
0: That is awesome because you know I, it I can remember us, you know, in the late 70s, early 80s. You know, the only shows we got, it felt like, were country music shows. Um, It was tough to get something. I I guess, though, because of the casinos being added, you guys get a more diverse set of musicians coming to Lake Charles.
1: Right. You know, in the early 70s, the Civic Center was the venue that was of normal size, and so we had Alice Cooper and the Carpenters and and that kind of stuff back then. But when you got to 77, 79 – there were much bigger venues being built all across the South. And so we kind of started being skipped over because they couldn't make as much money here. Right. And so, you know, in the 80s, there were very few decent concerts in our town. And then, as you said, the, the new thing starts with the casinos and they pull so many people in because I don't know if you've been to the casinos down here, but Golden Nugget and LaBear's, they're fantastic. I mean, they're not little river boats, these things are huge casinos. Well,
0: and, uh, I actually, ha- yeah, I have, um, you know, my mom still lives in Moss Bluff in the same oh, house great. where I, you know, I graduated high school from there on Park Road. And so, right. and, and, you know, my wife is from, graduated from St. Louis. And uh, yeah. so we still go to, we still go to Lake Charles at least once or twice a year. and oh, and great. Yeah, so we do see you know, how much the city has changed and how the downtown has gone through a whole nother I guess a fifth or sixth uh, you know, iteration. Metamorphosis. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, you know, uh and um and then the casinos are just absolutely uh, um amazingly, you know, they're they're beautiful and they're big and they they do seem to have a pretty diverse selection of music there. So that's that's amazing. Um, it has helped Lake Charles a lot. Yeah, I, I imagine. Um, so, I'll ask you a kind of fun one. Okay. So, what's the song you're tired of playing? That you, when you, when you, when you see, when you hear this coming up on the rotation or the computer's playing it, you roll your eyes and go, "Oh please, do we have to hear this again?"
1: Well, you know, it changes from time to time because. Yes. Uh, Our radio playlist changes from time to time, and um, I will say that when I first got back onto Rock 101 uh, about a year and a half ago, the the song that they were driving me crazy with was Heart Barracuda. Right. I just, like it was coming on every half hour or something, I'm like, why are we listening to this song so much? (laughs) It's a great song, and now that I haven't heard it in months, oh, I'll jam with it again. Yeah. It's always just whatever has just been played just one time too many. But mostly I crank that music up and dance in the studio and sing along. I love it all.
0: You know, um, I have a really good friend that um, is tired of Badlands, you know, the Springsteen (laughs) song. And and like – and the couple of times we've gone to a Springsteen show together, he rolls his eyes when Badland comes on. And I'm like, (laughs) look, you know, Sam – you know this is a staple of him live you know, just embrace right. it, my friend, but yes, I get that feeling um do you Do you have any special um you know you mentioned um you know bringing in that new artist to Lake Charles mm-hmm. and bring on, but are there other albums or songs that you have a sentimental attachment to that either because of your um, you know, personal memories, you know, your family or just uh, situations with you on the show? I tell you,
1: it. my list of favorite songs, we don't have enough time okay. <laughs> to go through, but, you know, there are a handful that every time I hear them, they do something to me, and I have no idea why, and something like uh, one of them is the Doobie Brothers' Blackwater.
0: Yes, yes.
1: I I love that song. I don't know why. Tiny dancer, Elton John. Right. FM Steely Dan. Oh yeah. I have no idea why these songs. uh, uh, Blue skies, Almond Brothers. Mm Mm-hmm. I, you know, these things are just. uh, Anytime I hear them, my mood lifts immediately. Something about the music, and you know, it's it's just fantastic. I, I was really tickled to see that you got to meet Bruce finally.
0: Yes, it was. Um, it, it I got my six seconds with him, stood in line forever. And uh, as I've shared with many yep. people on the podcast, um, all the, the trip down to Austin, I kept like uh, Luca Bracca on The Godfather just practicing what I was going to say over and over again. And um, I, I know he had no idea what I was saying because he was just in meat mode. Uh, but right. it, but you know I got to tell him that I had spent nine months unemployed and I listened to Better Days and Land of Hope and Dreams daily and it really got me through it and as I've said it meant more for me to say that to him for than him to hear it. Um, yeah,
1: I, I know what you mean. Music is it's just uh, it's such a huge part of my life. Yeah, and, and I know it is yours too.
0: You know and
1: and. and it, Makes a difference.
0: A song that I, I hope this will make you smile, but um, Chicago's "Just You and Me." Every time oh, I hear yes. that, I think of the band, and and playing in at football games. Um, oh yeah. Uh, uh, you know that makes a smile in my just grin from ear to ear every time I hear that. Because I'm back to those fall days there in Moss Bluff and, and sure. watching, watching, you know, our football team play and, and, you know, in the third quarter, you know, seeing, you know, Carl and, and, and you and all these other friends that I had that were in the band because you guys got the third quarter off before you had to go back. And, um, you know, I, I do think of, um, every time I hear Hotel California, I think of Jeff Cormier, who was our chemistry and physics teacher, right. talking about because he adored the Eagles. And, oh
1: yes, how? Oh.
0: And and I I also joke a lot about they were Eagle fans and there were Fleetwood Mac fans back in the high school and I I not that I didn't love Fleetwood Mac but I was the Eagle person um, and. You know, and then you know the early days of Casey and the Sunshine Band, and all these different bands we had. It, it brings you know, back a lot of memories. You i just recently. Really? Yes, I sure did. Oh yeah. So a nice guy. That's funny. Is there is there someone you've gotten to talk to where you had a little fangirl in you, and it took you a little effort not to just to sound like um, gush yes
1: <laughs> oh yes I gush I gush uh, been, like I got to uh, I've, I've met and talked with uh, a few times Cosmo from Creedence Clearwater Revival yes and uh, he is just he's amazing and he, he tickles me to know end just talking to him and uh, he's one like that. I started interviewing him. I go, okay, you're just going to have to forgive me. I'm like a giddy schoolgirl here talking to my dude. So just yes. say anything, and you know, he'll go ahead and talk. But, yeah, he, he tickles me to no end. Uh, when he came way back in the, the 90s when we brought him here, I was a tiny little thing back then. And he they did the concert. We threw him a party afterwards at the Isle of Capri. He came up behind me and picked me up. And held me up over his head facing the ceiling <laughs> and walked me through the casino. I was screaming bloody murder the whole
0: way through. And, you know, it was just the just memories you get, you know. That's a, and they that, stick when music is involved. <laughs> there is. Um, so, Sarah, are there a couple people that you haven't got to see perform live that are on your bucket list?
1: I would love to see Neil Young.
0: Yeah. I, I haven't gotten to see
1: him. Of course, I haven't seen Bruce either. And and that goes without saying that I would yes. I would absolutely love to see one of his um you know he, he's not going to come to Lake Charles but no you know. um I I really enjoyed the folks from Leonard Skinnerd uh being backstage with them at a couple concerts and and just hanging out with the guys they're really nice um and, and just meeting lots of the different folks that have come through town and they're just real people who are obsessed with music.
0: Eddie Money, he cracked me up. He just wants to tell jokes. Oh, that's hilarious. That's that's great. Yeah, you know, and, so. and you know, and back in the day we did have you know, like Scarlet O's would have some nice shows back then, right? Oh yes. Steve yes, Forbert and, and some other just great people.
1: Stevie Ray Vaughn used to come to Lake Charles. Yeah. God rest his soul. Absolutely. That, see, that's another one. I love I personally love wailing guitars. I love it when a man can make a guitar, or a woman can make a guitar, right. express the emotions. Right, and that's what those serious blues guys like Stevie Ray Vaughan and Kenny Wayne Shepherd. That's what they do. You, yeah. you feel everything that they play.
0: Absolutely, and and there's such a. a outpouring of emotion from that music and 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 it connects that's that's just amazing go ahead plug again how we can hear the show oh you can tune in uh through
1: the computer at kkgb.com or you can get the free app at your play store at kkgb rock 101 i'm on the air central time from 9 a.m until 2 p.m weekdays
0: oh very nice um, Sarah, this is amazing. I, I know you only had a short amount of time and, and this was beautiful. It was wonderful catching up with you. You I, I am I am so proud of you. You know, you've you've taken a passion, you've had, and you've made a career out of it. And not all of us are that lucky and, and I just am so happy for you.
1: Thank you so much. Uh, you know, who'd have thought that we'd have all ended up where we are back in the day in that little bitty old town Moss Bluff used to be?
0: Yes, <laughs> it know? is. It, it is just amazing. And so uh, I appreciate you so much. You know, there are truly no friends like old friends. And, and it, is, it you're is. right. And it is. So, well, thank you, Sarah. I appreciate it. Um, listeners, if you want to be on the show and talk about Music and all that implies, whether it's Springsteen or the Doobie Brothers or REO Speedwagon, reach out to me at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at Jesse Jackson DFW and at setlustingbruce. Um, Sarah, it is a joy to visit with you. We appreciate it. Keep hope alive and thank you for everything. Oh, thanks
1: for having me. I really appreciate it. And it's wonderful to catch up with you again.
0: Awesome. Great.
2: Like bookends, the newspaper blown through the grass falls on the round toes of the high shoes of the old friends. Old friends, winter companions, the old. Lost in their overcoats, waiting for the sun. The sounds of the city, sifting through trees, settles like dust.
1: The first song I ever played on the radio by myself, I made a mistake. Yes. <laughs> and I cued it to the wrong cut. And I actually played Bruce Springsteen dancing in this dark as my first song. That wasn't what I was supposed to play. But I was like, oh, I know the song. Leave it, leave it. So we left it, and I came on out of it, talked out of it, and ta-da. The rest is history. I've been on the radio ever since.
2: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football